Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Community's Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 558. My name is Eric Nelson, and with me today, I have my regular co-host, Matt Longus. Today is Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021. Matt, how are you doing today? Eric, you know, I think it's another day with technology somewhat issues. I think my DSLR of five or six years and EOS Rebel T4i finally kicked the bucket and we're back over to all things Logitech with a standard webcam for today. But all in all, not too bad. Can't complain. Uh, weather is hot and muggy this week here in central Pennsylvania. Uh, should clear out through the weekend and we're going to see a high of 84, 85 on both Saturday and Sunday. So Really looking forward to, the, to another great upcoming weekend. But how are things out on the West Coast, sir? How are you? And most importantly, what is the color of the bay? We've had some strange weather today, guys. I'll tell you this. Um, yesterday was nice, 78 degrees, warm, a little bit, getting a little summertime happening. This morning we were up and it was like 40, 43 degrees, windy, cold, choppy. The color of the bay is dark green and choppy. We got just a little windstorm. I've heard that's happened up in the uh, in Chicago area and in the Plains area where you just got some like really cold weather, you know, just in the, you know, in the June, right? Like uh, we got a little of that in California today, but uh, it blew through and now it's kind of sunny and warm today on the show today we got a fun show today we've got our favorite people in the world uh, vmware user group leadership here brad tompkins executive director and steve athens vm vmware vmug president uh, we got them on the show we're going to get to talk about uh, things opening back up i know they're in their offices so uh brad and steve welcome to the show we'll get to you in a second but hey how you guys doing Doing, doing great. Thanks for thanks for having us here. Uh, it's it's wonderful to be on a podcast that I've spent so many hours listening to over the years. Fantastic. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. And uh, 67 degrees here in Franklin, Tennessee. Very good. Very good. Yeah, there you go. It's a little bit chilly, but that's not too bad. That's it looks like nice. If you want to go check us out, want to see what Brad or Steve looks like, we do pod, we do publish live on TalkShoe. Just go to youtube.com slash vbarbecue and you can just check us out and see what we look like and give us a like and a follow if you want to. No worries if you don't. Uh, so before we get to VMUG, all things VMUG, I'm excited about what's going to be happening as uh, we come out of COVID. I know they're going to they're working in the office now, so uh, that's that's good for for them and we'll get to hear what they're up to and when things are going to go live back uh, for vmug meetings but before we do that we'll just mention some key dates vmworld uh Registration is going to open up on the 15th of this month, June 15th. You can go in and register. It's going to be online again this year. So we've got some cool stuff for community going to be happening. We're going to have live streams. It's not going to be recorded. The community booth is going to be open. The code booth is going to be open all online. You can drop in at any time and we'll have a session schedule for uh, V Brown Bag as well as the VMware Code folks. And so uh, that should be fun this year versus uh, last year we didn't really have any live place to chat and meet people and see faces and engage this year we're definitely doing that so uh get ready to register june 15th and uh and then and i don't know the dates for schedule bill are open yet but uh, come back we'll let you know when that is uh matt i know the experts has uh, got some date why don't you take us through that and then we'll get into the topic so vExpert applications, we've been mentioning this, but we're now just right around the corner. So Monday, June 7th, again, Monday, June 7th, we will have the second half of 21 applications open up for vExpert. 
and we have uh, we're anticipating probably the first week of July, I believe. We'll, we'll check back with Corey in on on that date, but about a month from there, we'll have um, the application announcements. So if uh, you're looking at the export or have you know sat idle and, and let your application lapse for whatever reason reach out to your local vExpert Pro. They'll be there to help you with the application and be ready to, to hit that apply button on June the 7th. All right, sweet, sweet. Uh, last thing we'll talk about events before we get to Brad and Steve is, um, you know, we're gonna be talking about coming back to live events, in-person events, uh, as as we've all been vaccinated up here. Um, and one shout out is AWS reInvent in December. Uh, we're thinking about going and it'll be in Vegas. It'll be our kind of first live event. So, um, you know, if you're sad about not getting to meet all of us and uh, do some walking around a venue and seeing real physical people. Um, we are thinking about being at AWS reInvent in Vegas into the early December. So stay tuned there and uh, and hopefully we'll get, to, we'll get a small booth, a VMware code booth, and we'll be there. And I know that VMware does announcements there, so we'll probably have some VMware presence as well in the main area. Uh, but looking forward to engaging and bringing some of the key people along. So uh, if you're really desperate, want to meet some people, uh, you can go to VMUGS and you can uh, start with We'll hear about that. And then if you want to do a big event, uh, we are planning to be at AWS reInvent in December. And with that, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll jump into the show. So um, Brad Tompkins has been on the show many times, so we'll introduce you first. Brad, give us a, a one-minute or two-minute elevator pitch. Who are you and how long have you been in the VMware ecosystem and uh, doing stuff at VMUG? <laughs> All right. Well, my name is Brad Tompkins. I'm the executive director of VMUG. I've been in IT my whole 25-plus career. I uh, joined VMUG, I think it was early 2000s, uh, became the executive director in 2015, and it's fantastic to represent such an awesome community, and I'm always blown away by what this community does, and it's majority driven by volunteers, which is fantastic to see the passion, and one of those volunteers, the key volunteer, if you will, is Steve Athanas, and so Steve, I'm going to hand it over to you to uh, to introduce yourself on that. Sorry, Eric, if I'm stealing some of your thunder there. <laughs> Nope. But um, it, this, this community is all about volunteers and the, the amount of work the volunteers gets done is amazing. So, Steve, you're one of those. So I'll let you take it from here. Oh, thanks, Brad. Uh, so, hi, uh, I'm Steve Athanas. Uh, I am a volunteer uh, VMware user. Uh, I have been uh, in this industry my entire life. And I don't even just say my adult life. I was that kid that, uh, you know, the, my parents would loan out to their friends to have uh, their friends' computers fixed. So in that way, I, I don't think I was compensated for that. It's probably a moral quandary for another day. But uh, I've been doing IT my whole life uh, and got into VMUG in, geez, like Brad, you know, in the early, you know, probably late, you know, 20 aughts, right? 2008-ish. I'm just going to pin a date there. Uh, then, uh, you know, was doing that for a while, became a VMUG leader. Uh, onto the board of directors, and then I've been president since uh, 2019. So I'm not saying that there's a correlation between who sits as VMUG president and worldwide pandemics, but I'm not saying there isn't right now. Uh, so that's been that's been my gig. So by day, uh, my professional job, I'm the associate chief information officer at the University of Massachusetts Lowell, where I oversee uh, IT infrastructure from data center to client services and kind of everything. 
Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, so in a sense of uh, your 2019 when you joined and now been through the pandemic, I know there's been we've all kind of danced a lot to try to figure out what our job role can be through the through the pandemic. And I know that uh, VMUG has spent a lot of time being online, right, and engaging with people. Why don't uh, you tell explain to us, like, where have you been the last year? And then we'll get into where you're hoping to go as you, as you move forward and start to connect people. But really, VMUG, has been there all along and I always smile because when I talk to people because I'm dealing with V experts and people that are building labs and all that you know VMUG for a lot of people are where I go buy my advantage program so I can get my license I get my license keys there right if you don't make the V expert cut uh, you can go over to advantage and, and get a lot of value from that so why don't you tell us a little bit about where VMUG, VMUG has been the last year and kind of some of the value props of what's happening then we'll get into how things are going to open back up for you guys. Sure, uh, Brad. You want me to? You want to go? You want me? Knock it out, Steve. Okay. So, uh, look, VMUG uh, has been. You know, yes, where VMUG has been over the past year, and the answer is literally wherever you are. Right? Uh, we've been in your living room or your office or, or wherever you are, uh, and and we're really proud of how we've been able to just continue to deliver connections and content to people uh, wherever they are virtually. And I think the differentiator for for vmug and why we were so comfortable doing this is that our virtual programs weren't new we didn't have to spin that up and invent that when the pandemic started we've been doing worldwide virtual programs for years and so it was simply a matter of scaling up uh and increasing the the scope of that and the and the breadth of that as we as we met our members where they were at feedback was great uh you know we had um just enormous uh, response and attendance at, at events you know in fact the first a uh, couple events we were doing, we were like, oh man, I hope someone shows up to this thing. And I mean, they blew the doors off. And I was, Brad, what did we have for that first one? It was like 1,500. I, I shouldn't have said that out loud, but it was, it was, in, I mean, it was way north of what we got in person. It was incredible. The response people were just, you know, they missed being able to get that content and, and, and see each other, if not, you know, physically, at least virtually. So that was huge. But, you know, the lion's share of the work over the past year, you know, Brad alluded to our, our volunteer base, and really they're the heart and soul. Our VMUG leaders are the heart and soul of the organization. And, you know, through their efforts and, and through just some creativity and knowing their communities and, and engaging with them, we were able to have, uh, we were able to have over 700 uh, local meetings last year, which is an all-time record. We've never come close to that number before. So that was huge that we were able to continue doing that. And, you know, I, I think one of the coolest things um, about those is that they had a very local flavor when people couldn't get together. They were still able to get it still felt like and I dropped in on a bunch of these. Right. I dropped in on ones for Buffalo and I dropped in on ones for night uh, outside of the Northeast. I'm in the Boston area, but outside of that. And it felt like, you know, there was that local community feeling as opposed to it being sort of a national event, which was really, really cool. So our, our hats are off and our gratitude to to all of those volunteer members which has been exciting. You mentioned Advantage. You know, Advantage has had record member growth. And I think, you know, that's a natural outcropping of the value that it provides and getting access to those license keys through eval experience and the discounts that we're able to offer through some of the great VMware training offerings. But it's also, I think people had more time on their hands to use some of that stuff, right? We were at home more. I know a lot of people that were like, oh yeah, I think I'm going to build a home lab for the first time. And it was like, oh, it's 2020, just getting around to building that home lab, huh? Right? So- you know, it was it was cool to see people exploring. And I think, you know, just sort of in my network, people that I talked to, they were exploring new things, right? Like maybe they were 
you know, ESX, vSphere, vSAN people. And they're like, I don't get a chance to play with NSX in the office because that's like a big thing to install. And my company maybe hasn't made that investment yet, but I can start working with it in a, in a home lab environment and building those skills. And in fact, I, I, I know uh, uh, at least one person in particular that had a job role change and now they're, you know, primarily doing networking as a result of, you know, kind of what they built, uh, I say what they built, partially what they built in their in their home lab, which is really exciting. So Brad, one of the things that I noticed or I, I question is when uh, a lot of the activity and a lot of the sponsorship for the org itself came from some of the events that we run in all the different places, right? The big events, I forget what you call them, but uh, you know, you're running that and you're having partners and ecosystem participants engage. Uh, how did that have to change during COVID times in order to, you know, keep, you know, kind of a beat? partner ecosystem engaged with our community members as well? Well, as you know, VMUG is for end users, they're for VMware employees, and they're also for partners, and they play a big part of the whole V community in general. And when we uh, pivoted to virtual events, you know, we reached out to these partners and said, look, you know, we are going to continue with the user cons, which is what we call our, our yes, larger conferences. Right. And we still want you to be a part of it. And this is the way it's going to look. And this is what you're, you're going to get out of this. And, and most of them were like, yeah, okay, let's give this a shot. And keep in mind, especially when this started, what other option was there? It was like, okay, well, we've actually done this before with you because as Steve mentioned, this was already a mature platform. We were just growing it and adding to it as opposed to creating it. Right. And um, and so they were very supportive, which was a big benefit to VMUG. We do appreciate the, the sponsor support because like I said, they're part of the community. So we just kind of adjusted. We did give them some tips and tricks on, hey, here's how you need to interact in a virtual world. Uh, a lot of them already knew that kind of stuff, um, but we wanted to help them out so they could be successful and continue to be a part of the part of the V community. Now, uh, Steve mentioned the number of interactions he got to have with VMUG, you know, me meeting meetings that you wouldn't probably have had. Uh, did you also see at the leadership level opportunity to engage with board members or other things? How did that impact the way your job role was? And then Steve will drill down a little bit more about what you did mm -hmm. with VMUGs directly. I know Pat Gelsinger came in and said, oh my God, I'm 10 times more productive because I can just meet people. And it's, if I had used to tell people that I'm going to meet you online, they would like shun me. But now everybody's like, this is what you get. And so it allowed Pat to scale well beyond what he would have ever done in previous years. Yeah, it was interesting. I think uh, some of the lessons were you, you definitely could meet with a lot more people and and have those, um, you know, video face to face connections, I'll say. But I do think some of the challenges was just on the communication side, making sure everybody felt in the loop, making sure everybody understood. And when I say everybody, like management understood where the team was. Were they in a situation where their home was like they didn't leave it and they didn't have family members and maybe they live alone. And, you know, we've all seen the, the cats come across the keyboards and the kids come in, which is great to be able to kind of, um, you know, get to know members a little bit uh, more intimate than maybe we would in the past. But I do think that there were some challenges there from a communication perspective, but we learned a lot through that and we learned how to be as productive as we can. And on the um, on the on the board side, I'll let Steve talk about this. He he made sure that we kept the social aspect of the board because I do think that it is important that you have those relationships from a, a personal relationship, even when you're doing business. And and Steve was instrumental in driving some of uh, the board communications and just the board social activities that we continue to do in a virtual world. 
Um, Steve, anything you want to add to that? I know you were instrumental in that. Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, you know, I think one of the things that's important about, you know, my, my chief job as, as president is to, uh, you know, chair the board of directors, if you will, right? That's, that's my role. And, you know, one of the things that I think we realized very quickly, and, and Brad is being very kind to sort of throw all of the, the light on my way, but that's, this was absolutely a, a partnership between he and, and the staff team and I, which was, you know, how do we keep people that have volunteered at sort of the most aggressive level within the VMUG organization, uh, how do we get them to uh, feel connected and and be able to feel like they're getting value out of their volunteer time as well as as contribute what they had sort of planned on contributing because for if you're not aware a term on the board of directors is two years long right and and we kind of knew pretty early that this was not going to be like a two-week moratorium on, on things we were going to be you know kind of down for for a while here in terms of physical travel so we were like okay how do we reach out how do we do that and i feel like uh, that made a huge difference. Uh, I feel like our board meetings have been incredibly productive. We've had some really interesting ideas that have come up. It's been in a lot of ways, sort of like you said, with like the sort of the Pat Gelsinger thing, like, boy, I'm more productive. I don't know that we were more productive, but we were certainly able to vet out, validate and roundtable ideas a lot more quickly than we were able to before. And we were like, oh, well, we got to wait for the next time we get together and, you know, pick your city. Uh, you know, we can do this kind of asynchronously or in real time virtually, which was, which was a huge benefit, but that was not different than, you know, some of the stuff that we were doing for our members. We did new stuff for our members over that time. Things like Odyssey in partnership with the hands-on lab Odyssey team. We did those in October and March, hugely successful for, for the members that wanted to participate in that. We did peers and pints, which was just, I think, Matt, I think you've been on a couple of those, just like a social round table for people to get together and talk shop, you know, the, the hallway track, if you, if you will, at, at an event, we were able to sort of take that and do it as an event. So all those things, that connection is really important to VMUG. I feel like we did a pretty good job. Nice, nice. Hey, before we move on, Richard Kenyon says, hey, Brad, how's it going? I don't know if you see that in the chat, but he's on the YouTube uh, live. So he just said he wanted to say hi. I don't think you guys can chat back to him in the YouTube. You might be able to, but I don't think so. But I'll just call you. He, he sees that and he says, Matt, this is your fault why he's here because he saw your tweet. So there you go. Shout out to uh, Richard. Great. Uh, VMUG leader from the, uh, the Buffalo area, Richard Kenny. Very nice. Okay. So, uh, Matt, what do, you, what, do you th what do you think we should ask him next? Well, you, you know, I was I'm sitting here and I'm just trying to think back from what doesn't seem that far long ago, which was Leader Summit out in Palo Alto for, <laughs> for 2020. And it was, we just barely got Leader Summit in. And then everything went downhill just because of, of where the pandemic took off. Yep. And then, then we had the, the, a little bit of, of, let's call it the retraction from in-person events as far as all, all things that with, with local chapters, right? So we're well past the year mark, right? With, with where we have been at with, with local events. And we've made this great transition over to, to this virtual format and new initiatives and I, and I think in some ways even expanding the footprint right where where the persons that wouldn't necessarily be able to travel to a local event or a, be interested in a topic that isn't necessarily prevalent in their community Steve you had brought up NSX before and you know depending on where you're at and where, where your your user base is there you may or may not be you know focused on security or an NSX but perhaps another community is 
And with these virtual formats, we can jump in and out of these meetings. And, and I, I've grabbed ones over in the UK and over in APJ to, to sit in. And I think it's one of the great benefits. So I, I, my question is, or where I'm going with this, is I think that although we've done such a tremendous job of transitioning over to the virtual format, perhaps the, the hardest transition is now going to be back to where we were. And I think that both of you would agree where we were isn't necessarily going to be what will where we will end up. It will be some type of a hybrid approach, as we often say in, in this industry. And I, I want to see what your thoughts are there and how we're going to incorporate, you know, the, this virtual presence with back to in-person events and, and user cons and, and VSER days and, and all those things. Yeah, I, I mean, so I, I think there, there was a lot sort of wrapped up in that, and I think we're, we're thinking we're thinking the same thing, right? Because it's not it's not about okay, uh, you know, whatever we've hit the all clear mark, and hey, everything's back the way it was. I don't even think that's necessarily desirable, right? And to your point, I think there's something cool about being able to say, oh, hey, uh, at my local UserCon, I wasn't able to get a session on. I'm just going to pick something from my sort of back pocket app volumes, right? Like I didn't get a, I didn't get a session on that because it's just not, there isn't demand in my area for that, but it's really interesting to me because it's where I spend a lot of my day. Uh, but Hey, they are having it in um, pick a random place, Dallas, right? I would like to be able to see that session. And so to that end, what, what we are excited about, and I guess I'll, I'll lead up to it briefly by just saying, you know, we're, we are winding down our virtual only strategy, right? And that is, we've got some great events coming up. I don't want to downplay those. We've got our uh, June 10th virtual event, uh, and that's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, we've got, uh, you may have heard uh, of, of this individual before, but we've got some, uh, some gentleman named Ragu is going to be speaking uh, at that event. Um, I don't think the name's ringing a bell for some, this week specifically seems relevant and important to that. Sure. Uh, but so we've got, uh, you know, we've got some, some, uh, you know, real firepower from, from VMware showing up. We're excited about, we've got uh, a bridging the gap event on June 16th. Uh, and then of course we've got some user cons wrapping up with, but when we get into September and we get back to, to live events, they're going to be hybrid events, right? And the first one's going to be Dallas. And that is what's really cool about this one is, you know, we're going to have the primary user con in Dallas and then uh, Brad, it's Austin. And where's the second uh, Houston. Houston, okay, that's what I thought. I didn't want to say it if I was wrong. But then we're going to have satellite viewing areas in, in Austin and Houston and then, of course, online. So we're trying to be able to meet people where they're at. You know, maybe you want to be able to get together with some people in your local area in the Austin or Houston area, but don't want to make the trip out to Dallas. Cool. We're going to meet you where you're at. And you can get together and, and experience the event collectively and collaboratively together, but as a, as a, as a hybrid event. Or you're in... Boston, but you want to see some of the content that we've got on that uh, online track, you can do that. And so I think that's where the opportunity is, Matt, is how do we strike that balance between being able to, to democratize access to this, to wherever you're at and whatever you want to get, and also meet people's very legitimate need to get together. And I know I mean, you and I have seen each other at more than one VMUG before. And my favorite parts of those user cons is, you know, when we're hanging out and you've got the circle of people standing out in the hallway, talking about what's going on in, in the office and in your careers. And, and then someone else comes in, they're like, oh, I never experienced that before. And 
that's what gets me going. So it's where's the balance between that and uh, and and just sort of giving the content out there. And I, I feel like we're going to get there, but certainly we're going to be experimenting uh, with some some hybrid I, stuff over the first couple of months. I, I actually think that the the VMUG model of meeting people is going to actually take off. I think you're going to have a strong year. And the reason is, is I think there's going to be a transition. I've been telling other people this, which is uh, I'm going to keep Zooming, right? That's what I'm going to do with my life, right? I, I'm not going to go back, right? Uh, even if I go to back to Palo Alto, a third of the office or half the office is going to be there. So we call it hybrid, but it's just going to be, it's going to be keep Zooming, right? We're going to, but what I'd like to see Zoom offer is, hey, I want to meet people in a coffee shop. You know, like people on this meeting, let's schedule a coffee together, right? And it should just be a kind of a Zoom click that you can take the 20 people out there and say, hey, let's let's go meet. And I can see where we're going to have these, we're going to keep doing these online events, right? The, this online thing is going to be here for the rest of my life. But it's going to also open up this need to be able to go, oh, but I also want to see some of these people once a month or once every other month, right? So how do I go have a coffee? Well, VMUG, right? I really should join yeah. VMUG so that when I'm having all these online streaming events and these podcasts and other things, I can go pick through a list of, you know, physical th events, physical places and go, oh, I think I'll go join that one. I'm going to go, I'm going to go visit. I'm going to go to my local place and have a coffee with them, or I'm going to go to a VMUG meeting in the evening. And I'm going to, because I'm going to mix some of that in my day job is going to be, you know, a million zooms every day, right? It's not going to go away, but then I want to also have that connection with people. And before it was like, well, I go to a VMUG meeting when there was some reason I wanted to go, right? There was a session or I was invited or it was just going to be one in my area. I always go to the one in San Jose, right? Um, but um, now I think it's going to be a function of my job to say, hey, I've had... 80 zoom meetings so i want to have one real a ratio right two real meetings to you know once a month two real something like that and i think vmug's in a perfect position to allow to have that hybrid environment but then also spin up this ability to suck me into going somewhere and meeting some real people once you know every on a cadence right so i, I like that idea yeah. right. I, I couldn't agree. I'll throw it to Brad in a second, but I couldn't agree more because I think think of how many people we all know, just our collective networks, how many people are in a job because they knew somebody and made a connection at that organization because they met them at an event, right? It is, I don't know if you've tried to do networking with people you haven't met before virtually, but that is a challenge. And and I think we acknowledge that. And so there is a very human need to connect in person and meet each other. It is a lot less intimate, at least for me it is. I, I don't think I'm that strange, but it is less intimidating to meet somebody in person for the first time than it is to be on a Zoom together for the first time. And ask anybody who's interviewed for a job over Zoom, it is far more nerve wracking from you know everything that I've been able to, to see, far more nerve wracking than doing it in person. I just think that speaks to who we are as a, as a people. So yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. We're envisioning VMUGs as a place where people come together. More, I think more importantly even, than necessarily some of the content because a lot of that content you know we can package up and yeah, stream to it you can over be zoom streamed yeah. right yeah right so brad i don't know brad what, what are you what are your thoughts around that i i agree i think the interesting thing is um you know eric you mentioned that zoom is here to stay i agree with that and like my podcast consumption has gone up tremendously during this and and i i don't think that'll go away you know there'll be times when i'm traveling or mowing the lawn or, or saturday morning where i'm not going to go meet with people but I'll listen to the podcast. The flip side is exactly what you said, Eric. There's going to be times where we're going to need to be together. 
And I think it was on a previous podcast um, of yours, Eric, where you talked about your role being, hey, I'm going to be in, in virtual primary, but there's going to be times I'm going to, A, need to go to the Palo Alto office or B, need to meet up somewhere to meet with my colleagues. And whether those colleagues are your coworkers or whether those colleagues are just people that you want to bounce ideas off of, BMUG will be a great place to do that because the hallway track is not something that is easily packaged up and put in a podcast. It just, yeah. you know, that stuff happens naturally. Uh, the connections that you make meeting people, very difficult to do online, much more easier to do when you can just come into a conversation and say, oh, you're talking about NSX. Let me learn about this or tell you my experiences, et cetera, et cetera. But the reason people will come is because of the people. And that is, you know, just such a key part of BMUG. Yeah. Matt, you're a remote worker. Are, are you planning on going back to Palo Alto office when things open back up? Or I have a feeling you're in the same boat you've always been in. I think that it's going to necessitate it, right? I mean, it's going to, in some way, we're going to be back out there and, and traveling in the field. I mean, there's always going to be a component of that. There, there's whether that's, you know, in a customer facing role with meeting customers in person or back to a corporate headquarters for, for, for training updates or, or team building activities or whatnot. And I think that that even becomes more of a key component, right, to the, the overall ecosystem of an org is that, yes, we're, we're meeting together uh, daily sometimes in, in these, these, you know, Zoom stand up sessions. But so often, I mean, how I, I was just speaking with, with some, some other customers where there's been new members introduced to the team that they have yet ever to meet in person. They, they just haven't had the opportunity given where, where they're at with travel restrictions and, and uh, team building events and, and, and whatnot that just haven't occurred. So yeah, I, th I think we're, we're going to get there, right? And, and part of that will be these local events and we'll be looking for those opportunities where everyone needs that, that central space to come together and, you know, VMUG can serve, serve that opportunity. But Brad, one of the, the, the items that, that I wanted to bring up as, as a topic of discussion is, is more you know, long-term roadmaps and, and some of the things that, that VMUG was working on previously. So we've always had the, the user cons out there and, and with great success. And some of the, the items that we were looking to, to make a little bit of a change there with was you know, the, for certain markets, pivoting over from, you know, full-blown user cons to more quarterly vSphere days. And, you know, how, where's, where's the board sitting on that? I'll, I'll throw this out to Steve as well. It is, is that something that's still on track? Has the pandemic potentially changed that? And, and where do you see that, that user con versus vSphere, quarterly vSphere day, um, you know, initiative or what was an initiative now play out as we roll into the latter half of 21? Well, one thing that, that we know is going on and has been going on for a while is just the expansion of VMware. And, you know, back in the day it was server virtualization and now it's, it's, it's everything else. So right. it, it is hard to do a one day event that has everything that people could possibly need. And so some of the ideas is how do we, you mentioned vSphere day, how do we get these product specific days that we can say, Hey, this is something specific about NSX, about vSphere, about VCF, about, you know, EUC, whatever the case is. In fact, that uh, Bridging the Gap event on June 16th is one that's specific about networking and security. So we are starting to branch out into those. Uh, VMware's been a great partner. Uh, vSphere Days is something that we had planned to launch and working with 
uh, VMware and then, then COVID came. So that all got uh, sidetracked. And, and so we are still have that something that we're eyeing to get back in person. Obviously, vSphere would need to be a part of that and not vSphere, but VMware. So we need to make sure that whatever restrictions that, that VMware has are lifted. But that is something that we are looking at. And Steve, I know you're you're big on the idea of product specific days. And I think that is a direction that we we have to continue to go down because we, you know, we just can't be everything to everybody in a day. Yeah, uh, you hit the nail on the head. And this is, uh, Brad's right. Like if, if anybody, if anybody on the board were here right now, they'd be like, oh, oh, here goes Steve rotating into this again, right? This is, this is something I feel really passionate about because, you know, Matt, I'll just use you an example because you and I have known each other for a long time. When we got started in this, VMUG was effectively the vSphere users group because that's what that's what VMware was. That was their product line. That was the whole thing, right? And so everybody was really aligned on that. And you could do a one-day show that got really deep and we could have deep dives and things, but it was all interesting to everybody. The challenge wasn't which session am I going to, which session is relevant to me. The challenge was which session am I going to have to miss for one that I want to see more? That was the question. Now we're into a space where, you know, a VMware customer, right, could be somebody doing workspace one and, and managing a bunch of mobile devices all the way up to somebody using Avi, you know, global load balancing. I mean, there's just a, you know, and those, those, the, the, when you talk about a VMware user, those users are by and large, any customer I'm aware of, not the same individual, right? The person running Avi and the person running workspace one is, is not, you know, uh, a Jane sitting in the cube. It's not the same person, right? The, the breadth and depth of the products are now is what you can see within the same org, yeah, multiple business units that that maybe have limited interaction with one another that are right. fully involved with with one stack for whether it be network security or Kubernetes or whatnot, right? That the product width, yeah, within our portfolio is is really incredible. Yeah, and which is it's which, not easy to package up into a single day. Right, which has been a, from from a from a user from a technologist standpoint has been a ton of fun to watch. Right, that mm -hmm. has been hugely fun to to be a part of that and and look i you know uh, hopefully we get a chance later to talk about some of some of the things that being a vmug member has has done for my career but you know it, it's it's big right it's a huge portion of, of what i've been able to do with my time but i'll tell you what we are sort of envisioning the user con to be is the place for like the core of of where vmware is going vision direction strategy and connection the people to people connection is that user con piece and that's what we build around and so are we always going to have content there that is relevant to a plurality if not a majority of people there absolutely but those product specific ones where we can go really deep or spend some time unpacking something and exploring tanzu you know specifically or um you know, uh, I like I like talking about the obvious stuff because actually we have it and we're we're deploying it right now, so we're we're excited about that. Uh, but that's you know I think those things are a huge opportunity. And when you talk about hybrid, right? When you have a product specific thing, like we did one for we did one EUC day that was a virtual event, blew the doors off of of you know attendance. It was hugely popular. But if we'd have done that in one location, we wouldn't have had nearly that sort of success. But people that are interested in EUC are going to attend that regardless of where they are because they want the content. And it's going to be the same thing for NSX or the same thing for Tanzu or the same thing for Avi or anything like that.
So yeah, I think you're on it and it's going to be, I, I, I feel strongly, this is about finding that mix that our members get the most value out of. Cause at the end of the day, VMUG's only purpose is to serve the, the needs of our members and our community. And so the more we hear that I want content on X, the more we're going to be able to deliver that. Yeah. You notice in chat, uh, Robert mentions one of the things we're experiencing in the Netherlands are the so-called tech cons as an addition to the main VMUG event to dig deeper into specific product categories. So I think that's exactly what, what we're talking about, especially as VMware gets bigger, right? It's uh, it's one of these things you have to, have to, everybody wrestles with it. Even on VMTN, we wrestle with the menu dropdowns. How do you fit all the technology that we actually have in a navigatable, findable form, right? And then how do you segment different users now? Because they're they're there. You got IT admins, you got storage admins, you have cloud departments and the cloud departments don't talk to the vSphere parts sometimes. So it's yeah. it's a very interesting thing. And uh, there's a couple topics that uh, that that are are interesting for me. So I have I have one aside topic uh, that I'll that I'll mention from a value prop. I think that the VMUG also is in the perk business, right? Like I, I, I actually see that, you know, when you're doing IT, you sit in a data center, you're listening to humming fans, whatever, or you're in your office and you're just sitting watching screens and SSHing into boxes and doing that. And like every month or so, I want like a perk. I want to be able to get out of the office, have a beer, do something. And I have to have a legitimate reason to tell my boss that I get to go out and, you know, do something, spend, buy a lunch, whatever, right? And so to some degree, VMUG enables, like, and I felt like COVID, removed my perk, right? Or my, you know, like now all I do is sit and run IT machines all day, right? Like, and, uh, and, and so like to me, VMUG gives us an ability to travel and yes, meet each other and learn. So you have all those values, but the ability to get out and get a lunch or, you know, some food and interact in a space that isn't my data center or my cube, right? Is, is a big deal, right? And I felt like, Almost like if, if we didn't bring it back, um, I was going to quit my job, right? Like, I, I mean, my job is not rich enough, right? Just to be doing this tech stuff nine times and all day, every day, that perk needed to be there. I was going to quit and go yeah. work at Starbucks or something because I, I need, you need that. You need that as part of, part of your routine, right? You, you hit that nail on the head. Ooh, I have an echo all of a sudden. The, um. I'm just going to drop this for a sec. The, the, you hit the nail on the head for me, which is, um, you know, I, and I've said this to my boss before. We've had some candid conversations like, you know, he's like, man, you came back from a, you know, a v, you know I, we were, I was speaking somewhere. It doesn't matter. I was given a session at a VMUG. And he's like, oh, you came back and you were, you know, you really jazzed up about it, really excited. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, that's where I get my energy from. Like, yeah. let's be honest, the IT grind, I think, I feel like I feel like I could say this in, in this forum, the IT grind can be a grind. Like yeah. it can wear you down. And how many bloggers have written their post on burnout? I've yes. written one, yeah. right? I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, I, almost every blogger I know has written the like, oh yeah, I got really burned out post. And for me, that was the start of the pandemic. And it coincided, Eric, with exactly what you said. I was in my bedroom because I don't have a home office. I'm not that cool. So I was in my bedroom for like 22 hours a day between sleeping and exercising and working. And just like I never left. And I just, the wheels came off very quickly. So I'm with you 100%. That is what we want to be. Well, no, we don't want to be burnout. We want to be a place where people can go to connect 100%.
Yeah, the energy, the energy of that, right? Is you're right. The it also gets you excited, right? And I'll I'll throw the ragu. I'm excited that ragu is going to come and do something with Vmug, right? Because I I listened to ragu talk yesterday, right? He did a cute little thing, you know, internally. I think I don't think it went external, but it was just like. You know, you get to meet tech, and he's a really tech guy, right? So, like, you get to meet famous tech guy that have good thinking, and then they're talking to you, and you're like, it's it's a shot in the arm, right? I walked, I, I actually sent a mail because I, I used to work for him. He hired me at VMware way, way, way back. Um, and uh, I would say that, like, meeting these type of people at a VMUG where they do have passion, you know, and maybe you're feeling a little bit down, you know, and you, you go and then you meet these people and you go, wow, people are really excited. You know, I really am lucky that I'm part of this. Right. And then you go back and you're excited. Right. And it, it, it does bring energy to, you know, you know, e even a meeting, a guy like Brad, right. Like, I mean, even him, like you can, you can walk <laughs> away and feel like, wow, there's a guy that has been in this and he's still there. And, 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 and I like that. I like meeting the longtime guys because they really, really do care right like because they could have gotten other jobs they could have left us a long time ago but they don't and they bring the ragu type passion and excitement to the whole the whole ecosystem and you get that by going to one of these events right and you meet the people that really do care yeah 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 and like we that. see that passion right in, in a lot of this these leadership and, and and the leader initiatives that we've seen uh and i'm sure brad steve can, can comment on this of, of how innovative and quick to adapt a lot of these leaders were and some of the things that we had seen as far as the amount of new content that's out there in different content formats i know we we have groups now that are doing their own podcasts doing their own vlogs um really the meeting cadence i, I we said seven to eight hundred meetings within the last year i think that was a tremendous increase so not only are we having a higher number of attendance but but more meetings overall and I'll throw this back out to both of you. What are some of the more innovative ideas and, and what have you seen out there as far as pivots from, from local groups and, and what have they been able to take advantage of and what do you see them incorporating now uh, going forward? I'll take that first. Um, so one of the things that we're going to do in this hybrid event, it's a, it's a platform, I'm not saying the platform is called Swap Card, but it's, it's designed for a hybrid environment. So we don't want it to be hey, we're going to go to this user con and just Zoom the keynote, right? That's not going to be fun for the people that are attending remotely. So it's, it's that interaction and way people can really feel like they're there if they're not literally there, but still feel that way. Um, the other thing, and I know it's kind of small, it's just the polling. You know, people have started using polling more. There's a lot of interactive polling things to get, to get people to get uh, just more involved in it. And um, I can't remember the name. There's a couple of them out there that um, we've used in a set whiteboarding kind of software where everybody can um, interact with it. Uh, Miro is one that we've used in the past. And, you know, that's a great way to get people just, you know, interactive in there. Not everybody wants to go on camera, which I'm like, you know, we're X months into this pandemic. If you don't have your camera on, it's not that big a deal. But we still want you to be active, even if it's just in the chat. Um, the amount of chats that go on in Zooms is great. Uh, it's a great way to get people involved. So that's just some of the things that I've seen um, that have helped out. VMUG or just in normal work life. Yeah. It, you know, innovation is a funny thing. And we talk about that sort of a lot. Like, you know, I don't know how innovative it is. But one of the things that I've seen that I've truly appreciated is the, the sort of, you know, VMUGs 
traditionally have been structured around a sort of one-to-many content delivery. Like you have somebody up speaking, you know, and there, there's questions and there's some crosstalk. But when when things were virtual, I would jump into a local meeting in in pick a city, you know, random city X, and it was it was much more many-to-many. It was a roundtable conversation versus a presentation. And I think that you know a, a user group is at its best when we're all sharing what's happening and we're all leveling up and all growing together. Like that's where the magic happens, right? And I, and I say that from like way back in the day when I was uh, quite a bit younger, had more hair. Uh, you know, I would attend user groups, and that's what it was. There was no formal presentation. There was just like, hey, I, you know, I, I. I was able to suck the, uh, the, you remember the old encyclopedia, the Britannica's on the CD, like, oh, I was able to suck that onto my hard drive and now I can access, nobody cared, you know, it was a pointless technology, but we were playing and we were learning things. And I think that has been really cool watching people do that. And I've even seen some groups uh, do hands-on labs together. So they'll like, they'll get together in a Zoom and then on their other screen, because let's face it, everybody has more than one monitor these days. Uh, you know, they'd have the, they'd have the lab on there and they'd be doing it together. Like, oh, I'm stuck here. And they'd be, they'd be sharing information and helping each other out. And the entire group would level up their skills over the span of that session. Like that's, that's the sweet spot. Like that's where we want to be as a community that we're, you know, leading each other. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's so much to gain from that, right? That there, there's something to be said from the knowledge that, We've gone through this and we've pivoted to these, you know, more collaborative type sessions. And and it's back to Steve's point of, you know, I can remember going to to um, Cisco users groups back in the the, the late '90s, where it was it, uh, share what you know or what are you working on this week. No structured format. Just w- what did you r- run into? We 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 used to have a session called Bang Your Head, <laughs> which was what what are you stuck on this week. You know, what's that support ticket where it's more of that collaboration and figuring out who's, you know, the, the local SME on our particular subject or what have they ran into or did they, are they the ones that just went through the horizon upgrade and whatnot rather than. And then there's a place for it where there's these presentations and whatnot. But I think we've maybe over adjusted to a little bit too much of the presentation side and a little less of that collaboration. And now that's coming back. And, and really to, to see where, where we're seeing the, you know, these interactive sessions and, and Steve, you had mentioned that those guided hands-on labs together. What, what a great initiative, right? What a great thing. Let's, let's go all and try to work through this, you know, particular module together and we're going to help one another out as, you know, we go through and might get stuck on something. And that's a way to, to, to self-correct and, and bring back the, the value to these groups. And it's something great to see. And I noticed Richard's comment about you can head to different VMUGs without going across the country in the virtual aspects. One of the things that was different about virtual, we realized early on, is you can have that building content because you can do a 100 level in this city and then the next city do a 200 and then a 300 and then maybe repeat it because no one's traveling there. So it's not, uh, we heard that from some, from VMware and our sponsors. It's like user cons are great, but when they're in person, I have to do 100 level every time. And so that's something that we realize, okay, we need to address that. We want to have 200, 300 level, whether it's in person or virtual. So this hybrid aspect of it is one of the ways that we can achieve that. Yeah, sure. You absolutely have to have that content there, yeah. right? I mean, it just, it, it, it depends on, on the nature of the user base and, and to be able to, to make that adjustment for, 
you know, the given groups that, that want to go down that, that, you know, to that three or 400 level where they really want to dive into the particular content and to have that availability. Sure. I want to have the 300 or 400 because that's my level now uh, in like Bali or possibly Hawaii or somewhere really so that, it, you know, I, we'll send you that link. Brett, Brett, how many times, how many times have I said, are we going to have a user con in Honolulu this year? How many times? Got to, We've got to be in triple digits at this point. Uh, as we come up to the top of the hour, uh, I want to ask you a little bit about cloud and, uh, um, you know, what your perceptions are. And you don't really have to have any answers. This is just like probing what, what people are thinking. And you can think in real time too. Like, so to some degree, we are changing VMware to a SaaS service. We talk about pivoting a lot and uh, Raghu talks about getting to SaaS services quicker that and that you start looking at cloud and software as solutions then that's happening in the industry have you guys thought about what that means from a user community perspective because I, I look at it online and I look at people less people doing installs less people more people clicking and mouse it's almost like no one's actually installing and configuring anymore now they're using SaaS services and you get into the usage paradigms and maybe there's not that much difference uh, but I'm wondering if you guys have considered what what is as we transition to more and more click and buy kind of solutions, what does that mean from a community perspective? Because I wrestle with this to some degree a lot as well, right? Which is how many people are going to be super geeky? Like my favorite, you know, thing that we did, at a, at one of the things is somebody made a storage system out of USB chips, right? Like we had a terabyte system and we ran vSAN on it. It lasted three minutes before the whole thing melted. But it's it's very <laughs> geeky. But but as we transition to SaaS services, that kind of stuff probably isn't going to be happening or the next generation of IT people are going to be focused on SaaS delivery and SaaS things. Now, I think there'll always be data centers. There's always going to be hybrid, right? But what does it mean for you guys? Do you guys see any of that impact or have you thought much about that? And you can say no. Then I say, well, if you haven't, what do you think about it? <laughs> wow. Uh, yes, uh, I would say a large portion of the time the board has spent together over the past several years has been talking about how do we serve uh, a membership base well when this is where the industry is going, mm -hmm. right? And, right. you know, I, I think a lot of the stuff that we think about is how do we help our members get there? How do we help lead them on that? Uh, and so we've had a, a, a bunch of different challenges that we've, we've done. You know, we've um, tried to point, I say we try to point people, it's a little bit more hopefully heavy handed than that. You know, we're encouraging people to check out things like Kube Academy and, and things like that. And, you know, we, we, are intentional about putting content out there that we know for some folks is is going to be uh, not a head scratcher but new to them right like you know we were pretty quick to be putting more nsx content out there because we saw that hey this is an important thing uh, and, and same thing with you know with as we talk about cloud and and v realize management and stuff like that that's out there so I think that's the first step the first step is how do we guide a a a group of members or a group of users that are using technology A when it's very clear that we're moving to technology B as an industry, how do we get them ready and prepared for to be in technology B? So that's one thing that we talk a lot about. And then the second thing is, you know, what is the the relevance? And this is sort of like close to the chest stuff, but like what is the relevance of VMUG in a in a completely cloud-based SaaS model is I think the question that you're asking. And I think there's a ton of relevance there because yeah, are you going to get really geeky and talk about like how you're, you know, uh, uh, you know, 
doing, you know, let me show my age here a little bit, but doing, you know, LUN uh, allocation across your, right. no, you're not going to be talking about that. But I think you are going to be talking about how to best consume it. And I think one of, you know, some of the best examples I have of that is if you follow some of the folks like a, a Corey Quinn or, or some of these people out on Twitter, like you can get pretty technical on a lot of these cloud uh, SaaS-based services. And so I, I think it's just a different type, you know, the same way that, that, um, you know, I've got a bunch of systems engineers that work on my team. And when I start talking about setting IRQs and dip switches, they're like, dude, what are you talking about? But they're not less technical than me. They just came in at a different level. And I think that's going to continue to happen is that people are going to be like, you, you're really worried about path selection policies. Like that was the thing you gave a crap about. And I'm like, yeah, we really cared about that back in the day. And they're not going to care about that, but there's going to be something else about how are they how are they more intelligently consuming the resources how are they being efficient with their allocation how are they writing the code and automating it so that it runs itself i think it's just a different level and there's going to be users for that and vmug is going to be there to support them and connect them so that they can share the best practices that we haven't even stubbed our toes on yet uh in the future and i would add to that and we're seeing this from our members uh, surveys about they're interested in professional development. And part of that is the soft skills side of things. Our audience as IT over the past couple of decades has definitely changed. Steve, you mentioned the IRQ and those kind of things. That was conversations you had with other geeks. Now, when you're sitting there and you're talking about cloud and how this can help my company get things to market quicker, you need to know how to talk to the marketing people. You need to know how to talk to the C-level people. You need to talk mm, to the business unit yeah. head who has nothing to do yep with IT. I remember an old IBM commercial from a long time ago when they're like, yeah, the security's in the blinky lights. And it's like, that's the kind of people that we need to be able to communicate effectively with yeah. and make sure that we can get our ideas across in a way that they can understand and also a way that can get funded. So yeah, a lot of that is going to be leveling up, not only the IT skills that we have, but how to communicate that to the appropriate people and knowing your audience, knowing your audience is key. Yeah, up-leveling that conversation and the skill that you need to learn, and then users will actually have to talk about that. How do I how do I explain cloud usage to my executive team, right? And and the value prop of being nimble and fast, right? And how do I and right. so the conversations might and the users might actually change a little bit, right? Um, that makes sense. Yeah, and and I think that's a, that's a story arc that a lot of VMUG members have been able to do, you know, over the years, right? And I know I'm, I count myself as one of them. I'm like one. Of, I'm like the poster child for somebody whose career was advanced through VMUG, uh, first learning the technology, then you know getting opportunity to present and polish my presentation skills about that, and then volunteering to to run the thing and understanding, you know, project management and and you know getting, you know, coordinating groups together and then thinking about strategy on the board. And so like, I've been able to watch like, oh, I volunteered my time with VMUG and I got direct, you know, benefit in the office. And, and that's, I'm, I'm one of many, right? I am, I am not the only person that has had that journey. All right, Matt, we're coming to the end of the top of the hour. We're going to have to wrap up. I'll give you the last question. So Steve, to that end, we had talked about VMUG Advantage, right? And what a great utility and tool for users to go out there and get exposed to you know the, the product range right with, with these these nfr licenses that they can use to deploy in a home lab but as we make this switch over to more SaaS services right there, there's not the, the that equivalent of those license keys and, and eric and, and this might be an open-ended question um, i know that eric and i have talked about it on, on several episodes 
with different BUs that we've had on that offer primarily um, their product as SaaS. And it's how do we get a, a longer runway for these products where the user may not already have access to it, where, where they're just trying to learn it and they need longer than that that 30 day runway or, or 15 day runway, depending on what, what the, you know, the base trial is, if there's one even out there. And, and what is the board doing and how is VMUG um, approaching that to continue that great tradition of VMUG Advantage, but now for the SaaS services that can't be delivered with that, you know, the old traditional uh, license key? It's a it's a great question, and it's one that we've spent uh, quite a bit of time talking about. I'll tell you, uh, I, I don't have anything to announce right now, so I you know I'm, I'm, don't ask me to say you know oh we're doing blank right. But I'll tell you, we have such a strong partnership with VMware, and we have uh, such great advocates within VMware for us that uh, I, I am convinced that the conversations that we're having are going to yield some really cool stuff for our members. And I think uh, you're going to be able to see some of that reasonably soon. And and I am I am somewhat buoyed by the fact that, um, do you know uh, who was really, really instrumental in helping get uh, VMUG Advantage and eval experience off the ground? And it went, well, Ragu. Ragu. Yeah. Ragu. Yeah. It was Ragu. I'm yeah, running around right? chanting it all week. Ever since they announced it, I've just been like, yeah, best right? guy so, ever. Best guy ever for community to be put in as CEO. Even a little bit better hey, than man. Pat. Even yeah. Pat was so great, I, I, but like Ragu is like the man. He is the man. Yeah. He gets it. Totally gets it. So a hundred percent, you you just took everything I was going to say and distilled it into an awesome chant. I mean, that's it, right? Like we have the the CEO is somebody who has helped us immeasurably in the past, and we have a great relationship with, and sees the value of community and sees the value of what we're doing at VMUG, and and so I know we're going to come up with some great answers to that. I don't have them right now, and and. I'd be lying to you if I said like, oh yeah, totally. We're just going to give people, you know, on, you know, whatever X dollars or, or anything. To, but we're, I don't have that yet, but I know we're going to get it because I have such incredible confidence in the relationship that VMUG and VMware share. And I know we both want what's best for our members and your customers. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We're at the top of the hour. We're going to skip the V barbecue report because we're already <laughs> running late guys. Thanks a lot for being here and jumping on and uh, always good to have you guys here. Thanks for all your great work. And we really appreciate everybody go join VMUG and certainly think about paying that hundred dollars to get a VMUG advantage. You won't regret it, especially as we get VMworld going again. Uh, it's a great way. And if you haven't built a lab, lots of people there. Thanks a lot guys for being here. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks you. so much for having us.